this coming story shows you how important it is to do a mitzvah in the most special way. What is a mitzvah that's done in the most special way? Is when no one knows about it, only Hashem, because Hashem knows everything. But if you do a mitzvah because you don't want people to say, oh, look at him, look at her, they're so special, they did such a big mitzvah, and everybody says, yay, you're so great. But then you're doing it for people. You're not doing it really for Hashem. You're doing it so people would say nice things about you. So you get a lot of covered, and you feel good. But that's not what a good mitzvah, a special mitzvah is. A mitzvah is special, 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 beautiful when it's done only so Hashem knows. So once there was a story with a famous tzaddik, Reb Zusha. You ever heard of Reb Zusha? Can you say Reb Zusha? Reb Zusha, and you know where he came from? From a city called Anipoli. Anipoli. Well, that's a funny name, Anipoli, right? But that's, a, that's the name of the city where he came from. Reb Zusha of Anipoli. He was a great tzaddik. And it was very poor. He was also very poor. He once traveled to his Rebbe. His Rebbe was the famous Mezricher Magid, the Magid of Mezrich. He was also the teacher of the Alter Rebbe. The Magid of Mezrich was the teacher and the Rebbe of many great tzaddikim, including the Alter Rebbe and Reb Zusha. So Reb Zusha was traveling to his Rebbe, and, and what happened was that his Rebbe gave him a lot of Torah, taught him a lot of Torah, and gave him a lot of brachas. And then Rebzusha went back home. He went with a horse and buggy, traveled all the way back from Mizrich, back to the city of Anipoli. On the way, he stopped by, he drove through a town. You know, when you're Tati and you travel from Chicago to Ithaca, you travel through a lot of cities on the way. Right? So Reb Zusha of Anipoli was traveling from Mezrich, which was far away from Anipoli, far away from his home, and he traveled through many different little towns till he came to Anipoli. But on the way, he stopped in a city, and that city had a lot of Jewish people. And when he arrived in that city, he saw that a lot of people were like walking the streets and they were very happy and people were singing and dancing. He said, what's going on? What's going on? Why is everybody so happy? He said, didn't you hear? There's a wedding going on. There's a chasen and a kala. They're getting married and everybody's invited to the wedding. Everybody, everybody's invited to the wedding. It's going to be such a happy wedding. We're going to have so much food. It's going to be so much fun and music and the band is going to play so much Jewish music and people are going to dance and dance all night. It's going to be great. Everybody's so happy. So Reb Zusha said, oh, it's, you know, it says in the Torah, it's a big mitzvah to go to a wedding and make the chasen and kala happy because the chasen and kala are very happy when you come to their wedding, right? So <clears throat> Reb Zusha said, okay, I'm going to do the mitzvah of going to dance at the wedding in front of the chasen and the kala to make them happy because it's a big mitzvah. And so he goes to the wedding. Nobody knows who he is because he didn't live in that city. He just traveled through that city. 
And so nobody knew who he was, but Rabzusha uh, didn't care. He just wanted to dance and do the mitzvah. And then he was dancing away, and suddenly, suddenly, in the middle of all the music and the dancing, guess what happened? Somebody was screaming, loudly screaming, like something terrible happened. And they looked around, who is screaming? The father of the kala. The bride's father is screaming. They said, why are you screaming? He said, I had in my pocket 300 rubles. That's a lot of money. And I was supposed to give the money to the caterer. You know what a caterer is? Is the guy who brings all the food and prepares all the food and, pre- and serves all the meals to all the guests. You know, he doesn't do it for free. He does it so you pay him. And he likes you to pay him on the night of the wedding because he did all this work. He brought all the food and he bought all the food and he prepared it and he cooked it. And then he serves it to all the guests. He needs to be paid. So the father of the Kala was supposed to pay him 300 rubles. It's a lot of money. But listen, it was a big wedding. A lot of people there with lots of food. So it costs a lot of money. So Rabzusha, here's how the father says, Oi, my, my, my 300 rubles are gone. I, I don't see them in my pocket. <coughs> and the caterer says, Hey, where's my money? I, I Look what I prepared for you. It's such a big wedding with so much food and so much drinks. And everybody's so happy. And, and now you don't have the money for me? I, you need to pay me. You need to pay me. And the father says, I don't know what happened. I had the money in my pocket and now it's all gone. What should I do? Oh, no. And he started crying, where's my money? Somebody stole my money. Somebody must have stolen my money. Some bad person is here in this wedding hall and stole my money. And everybody's wondering, what happened? What happened? Where's the money? Where's the money? Where is the money? Now, look what happened. Rabzusha sees that the father of the Kala is so upset, he's crying, so he thought, you know what? Um, Rabzusha also didn't have any money. But when he went to his Rebbe, he told his Rebbe that he has no money and he needs to do a wedding for his daughter too. Because Rabzusha had a daughter in Anipoli who was going to get married and he doesn't have any money for that wedding. So his Rebbe gave him, you know how much? Exactly 300 rubles. So his Rebbe, the Mezritcher Magid, remember that was the name of the Rebbe of Rabzusha? His name was the Magid of Mezrich. And the Magid of Mezrich said to him, Here, Zusha, I'll give you the 300 rubles. You can go do the wedding for your daughter in Anipoli. But now Rabzusha was traveling and he was in that city. And the father of that bride, of that Kala, didn't have his 300 rubles. It was stolen. So Rabzusha. Um, said, uh, okay, 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 uh, uh, I have the money, I, I, I have the money. And everybody said, ah, you're the Ghana, huh? you're the one who stole the money. People didn't know who Rabzusha was, nobody knew that he was a big tzaddik. He walked around like a poor man, nobody knew that he was such a big tzaddik. So they said, ah, hey, where's the money? Are you stole the money? Come on, give the money back quickly. And Rabzusha said, okay, wait, 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 I'll take out the money from my pocket, wait. And of course, he took the 300 rubles that his Rebbe, the Magad of Mezrich, had given him before he left the city of Mezrich. Before he left and came here, he got the 300 rubles from his Rebbe. But it wasn't the money 
from the father of the bride. He didn't steal anything. He just pretended that he is the one who found the money or that he stole the money. And they said, okay, come on, give it back, give it back. He said, okay, don't worry, don't worry, I'll give it all back. And he started counting $20, $40, $30, all the bills, you know, the, the dollar bills, the, the ruble bills. He was counting them and counting them. Finally, it comes to almost 300 rubles. He only gives them 280. That means we don't have the entire 300. The position only came up with 280, which is 20 rubles less than he was supposed to give them. So they start yelling at him and beating him up. Hey, where's the other 20 rubles? You stole it. How come you stole 300 rubles? You're only giving back 280. Where's the other 20 rubles? We need it back. We need it back. And she said, I, I don't have it. I don't have it. I'm sorry. I don't have it. Ah, you gun of you thief. You thief. You stole the money. Where is it? Where is it? And as they're beating him up, suddenly... You hear another scream in the room. Everybody turns around to see who is screaming again. It is the father of the bride again, the father of the color. And they ask him, why is he screaming again? I found the money. It was in a different pocket. I looked in the wrong pocket. Nobody stole my money. They said, oh, no. Really? You really had the money all along? We were beating up this guy. We thought that he was the god of, but he said nobody stole the money. He was in a different pocket. He looked in the right pocket of his pants, but really he was in the left pocket of his pants. So they said, oh, wait a second. Then, whoa, now we're all confused. Now we're all confused. How come this guy, his name is Zusha, he says that he stole the money. The money wasn't actually stolen. Why is he saying that he stole the money? This is not stolen money, this is his money. So everybody went over to him and said, Zusha, first of all, here is your 280 rubles. These are your 280 rubles. You lied to us, you told us that you stole the money. He said, yes, yes, because I saw how the father of the color was so upset and he was crying. I didn't want him to be upset. So I got 300 rubles from my Rebbe in Mezrich to make a wedding for my daughter. But when I saw, I was here traveling on the way to go home to bring the 300 rubles for my daughter's wedding. But on the way, I came here and I saw that the father of the color was so upset, he was crying. I said, you know what? I'll pretend that I'm the one who stole the money and, and I'll give it to him. So I won't have any money. Uh, uh, to do a wedding for my daughter. I have to go back and to my Rebbe and tell him that I don't have any money again. So they said to him, oh, so you tried to do a mitzvah, right? You tried to give the father of the color your money and pretending that you stole it so that he wouldn't be upset. But then why didn't you give the whole 300 rubles if you wanted to do a mitzvah and give the father of the color his money back? Then why didn't you give him the whole 300 why did you keep 20 rubles in your pocket and didn't give him the last 20 rubles he said you know why because i didn't want anybody to say oh he did a mitzvah he gave back the money i want people to think that i'm still a ganaf i'm keeping 20 rubles for myself i'm giving back the other 280 rubles and no one would give me covet no one would give me honor no one would say oh i gave the money so that's why 
I wanted to do the mitzvah and give back the money and help, and people will still think that I'm a thief and I'm a ganav, and that I'm holding back 20 rubles and I don't want to give it back, people will not give me covet. On the contrary, they'll look at me like I'm a bad person. But Hashem knows the truth. I'm not a bad person. I do the mitzvah, but only when Hashem to know. I didn't want anybody else to know. So everybody said, wow. Reb is such a tzaddik. He wanted to do a mitzvah and help a person, another person, who needed the money and pretended that he's a ganav. And everybody will think he's a ganav and they will say, yucky, he's a yucky person. He's a ganav. He steals money from people. And they won't even know that he's actually a big tzaddik. What do we learn from this story? A very important lesson. When you give tzedakah, do it. You don't have to show off. You don't want to show off how everybody say, yeah, they did tzedakah, they're so special, they're so great, they're such a holy person, they're such a tzaddik. No. You're doing it only for Hashem. And the best and the nicest and the most beautiful mitzvah that Hashem loves the most is when you do tzedakah, in a way that nobody even knows that you did tzedakah. Nobody knows, only Hashem knows the truth. And not only that, people even think, hey, you're not such a good person. They don't even know, not only do they know that you did a mitzvah, they think you're actually a bad person, which is not true, you're actually a good person, but they don't know. But you don't care, you're just doing it for Hashem and not for anybody else. And that's the greatest mitzvah.